Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. All right, Keith. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. What's happening, Ricky? Hey, man, I'm just wondering, number one, why are you... You know, smiling so much, man. What are you thinking about? You know, have you ever been sitting in a meeting and wondering how the hell did that dude get that job? <laughs> Frequently, I, I sit in meetings and I think about that stuff. But what do you what do you actually mean? What are you, you speaking know, you, about? You're just kind of sitting there in a meeting and you notice you're like you're sitting there and you're like, how did this bunch of dumb MF seem to be getting all these kick-ass jobs. Yeah, that's a tough question, man. I think and some of our listeners are probably sitting there bobbing and shaking their heads right now saying, I know exactly what you mean, right? Exactly. But the crazy part about this, though, is as inept as that person may seem to be, someone put their career on the line and endorsed this individual Absolutely. to help that person get to where they are. Every time. I mean... When you think about that, that's kind of crazy, right? Because, it is. Because it is. you have to put your credibility on the line. You have to spend time with that individual, and you have to say, I think this person deserves to be. They're worthy. <laughs> in this position, right? For sure. You know, so which is ironic, right? Because, I mean, I know this is like a, you know, from speaking to some of our listeners and getting some of the emails to the Hit Us Up site, you know, we always, you know, end up getting this. So I think this is a good segue into our episode today. So again, I don't even think I said welcome to Secrets to People today, right? Well, hey. You probably well, didn't. It's all good. Because I'm, I'm still laughing at that face you gave me. But when you think about today's episode, we are going to take some time to define the difference between mentorship and sponsorship. We're also going to share some of our personal experiences of how we received sponsorship during our careers, what it looked like, and the outcomes from that. We'll also share some times when we've sponsored folks and what that looked like as well. We'll provide you with some receipts why sponsorship matters and how a lack of sponsorship disproportionately impacts women and people of color. But today is going to be a little bit different. We're going to give you a double dose of secrets. Double dose, people. <laughs> We're going to provide secrets for securing a sponsor, as well as secrets for senior executives on how to become sponsors and to be effective while doing that. Yeah, that's going to be great. This is going to be a good one here today, people. So, Keith, help me out here. I mean, I'm sure that some of our listeners may be hearing the word sponsorship for the first time. Probably. So, if you can... Define for our listeners what the difference is between mentorship and sponsorship. Sure. And I have to admit that I didn't know what sponsorship was about until about 10, 12 years into my career. But basically, mentorship 
a lot of us get mentored. We have mentors and all those types of things. But basically, a mentor is there to provide advice. You know, it's a relationship that can be formal, informal. A mentor can be internal or external to your organization. But basically, mentors are subject matter experts that can help you at a point in your career, you know, any point in your career, give you some advice. And it's usually most impactful kind of when you're early to mid-career, mm-hmm. you know, just kind mm-hmm. of giving you a pathway and just providing you some insight, right? A sponsor is actually a senior-level executive. This is a person with some cachet. little juice. Got some juice. Got some power to move your career. You know, they speak on your behalf when you're not in the room. They're willing to use their power and put their reputational risk on the line for you. So sponsors advocate for you because they're invested in you. So... Okay, thanks for the definition, because again, I know this does get confusing at times and we, you know, mix up the two words. So basically, in layman's terms, a mentor can basically help you navigate through the fog to help you see the destination. Exactly. They can clear the pathway for you, right? Yep. But a sponsor will put you in their boat and take you to the destination. Take you right there and drop your ass off. So so they're like bringing the elevator down for you and sending you back. Absolutely. Okay. They putting you right there. And so, you know, basically in summary, you think about that definition, mentors have mentees. Sponsors have protégés. Protégés. That's French people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So as we're thinking about like our own personal examples, right, as I'm thinking through like the difference, you know, of the two, I think back, you know, in my career when I when I really remember the first time that I was sponsored and man, it was shocking to me. I mean, what it did for you. Well, good old Vince Woodard, man. Vince Woodard from Shout Gap, out to Vince. That that brother hooked me up, right? So this was the first time that I remember getting a relocation package. Nice. You know, someone actually talking to me and saying, Hey, this is what you can do. You tell me what your aspirations are. And at that time, look, man, I was just Happy to be able to get You're the, young, dumb, and broke. Yeah, hey, I was happy to get the moving package. I was happy to be able to go from California. I was living in LA at the time and uh, going to Tennessee. So, so you were mind, happy about that, really? Well, man, in my mind, I was thinking, hey, I'm going to be able to afford to get my first house. You know, I'm going to be able to go out here and see if these things that I really learned, you know, from Pepsi and all these other companies, Office Depot, that this is going to really be able to, I'm going to be able to put it in practice. But this brother believed in me. I said to him, hey, I just want to do a good job for you. And he asked me, what did I want to do? And I was like, hey, I just want to do a good job. He's like, well, maybe you should set your dreams a little higher. Settle higher bar, Ricky, for (laughs) yourself. But, But when he made a commitment to me that day and he says, if you do these things, and it was a a list of objectives. If you accomplish these objectives, I'll help you get promoted. I will help you get back to California, to the Bay Area. He's like, and, you know, this may be an opportunity for you to to showcase that you can do this work so that then maybe you can do an international role. There you go. I'll tell you that he kept his word. And good old Vince, we're still friends today. Still good, because still Because Vince it. did me a solid. Vince Woodard did me a solid, and he helped me see a little bit more. And that's the first time that I really, really remember, like, true 
sponsorship. sponsorship. That's right. He put you in that boat. Because it was it's conversations like, that was happening. That's right. Navigate when I that path. Room. Of course. Of <laughs> exactly. course. And exactly. I can remember, you know, for myself, I mean, I have a couple examples, mm-hmm. but I remember early on in my career when I was getting out of business school and I was recruiting out of business school for a newly created position. And my boss, Mark Bolenbaugh, shout out, put his career on the line. And I didn't even know it even coming in the door, right? <laughs> you know, because this position, he created this position. And normally these roles were assigned for people who had been in the job five to seven years, had a ton of experience. And he said, I'm going to take a chance, hire a young MBA, a diverse MBA mm-hmm. to come in and do this stuff. And he showed me the path. And he was like, you're in this role. I want you to first work on your executive presence. So he literally is like, go take a Dell Carnegie course okay, and figure it out. He was like, go get some manufacturing experience. Went and did that. After that, we'll get you an overseas assignment. So he stepped up, put his reputation on the line throughout my whole thing. He was invested <laughs> in, in, in what I wanted to do at the end of the day. So it sounds like it was a little bit of pressure, right? Like both of y'all's asses was on the line. Absolutely. Right? And that's like, the difference between a sponsor and a mentor. At the end of the day, both your asses are on the line, right? right? Because right. they're sticking their neck out for you. But then you have to perform to make sure you don't make them look bad. Right, exactly. So not only did you have your reputation on the line, you had that sponsor's reputation on the line. And then being black, you had the whole weight of the black race. Oh, you of know? course. Always. <laughs> yeah. right. We've talked about the only forever, <laughs> yeah, right? So you had that. So that's great. Now, you did talk about like another experience. And I do remember you talking about this one, too. And I'm sure our listeners would like to hear that as well. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at Kodak, and you remember from our very first episode, I talked about when I have a chief of staff role and, mm-hmm. and what that meant. A chief of staff role does not come without sponsorship. <laughs> Let's put it there right out of the gate. But basically... My boss, shout out to Ann McCorvey, she took an interest in me early on. Mm-hmm. And so as Ann moved, I moved. Sponsorship. And her boss also took an interest in her. So, you know, as her boss was doing his thing, he was the CFO. Every time there was something open, Ann was moving. She moved me. And then when chief of staff role comes up, now the role is posted. Here I am. I'm on the list. Appointed. Appointed. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't even know the role existed. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't know the role was open. And then I just get a call out of the blue and said, do you want to be chief of staff to the CEO? Well, hell yeah. So apparently, (laughs) there were some conversations happening outside of your periphery, right? So meaning we're talking about that sponsorship, right? Where people are advocating for you when you're not in the room. When you're not in the room. So this wasn't advice that you were getting, like that a mentor would be telling you. And they wouldn't even know. A lot of them wouldn't even know themselves. So you was on succession plans and you didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. That's right. This is almost like Hamilton in the room where it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, So now I'm thinking about, you know, as you're talking about Times when we've been sponsored and I mean, look, I look at it as a true blessing. Absolutely. And it's happened multiple times. But I'm thinking also about, you know, now that we are in roles that we've been in or as we've ascended up the ladder, like how we've been able to pay it forward. Yeah. That's kind of that chain reaction that I just talked about at Kodak, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think about this now and I know some of our listeners are, are hearing this right now and saying to themselves, Ah, shit, he's probably talking about me. Maybe so. (laughs) Because this is part of my DNA, 
at this point, right? Someone helped me. Someone put their neck on the line for me. Now I'm putting my neck on the That's line the for them, right? for it. And, and I would say that I don't just do that. I mean, no. it's done over time. So exactly. I think most of my sponsorship relationships started out as, as me mentors. being a mentor. A mentor. Right? That's right. And, and we grew that exactly. you know, into the You saw their potential, I, what they, they bring to the table. They were able to take care of the items or the deliverables that we had. I was able to see their character grow over time. And then I was able to sponsor exactly. you know, them. So, you and felt I think, comfortable. Absolutely. Because again, when I sponsor people, it's not because they're black, because they're a woman, no. because it's a Hispanic, whatever. Absolutely. When I look at And they're not going to mess your shit up. Well, that's the number one piece right there. Like, right. It's like when I got ready to go to school, when I got ready to go to college, and I remember my dad said, Hey, I don't have too much to give you, man, but that last name. So when you get there, don't fuck that up. Don't mess it up. When he told me, right? And it was the same thing as I'm talking to my mentees. Was just by the time I put you in front of the SVP yes. or the GM or the whoever it is, whoever it like, is. I know that your shit is right. It's right. We didn't talk about it. And, and that's what we use the mentor ship for yes is to get your shit tight absolutely you know and then we use the sponsorship to help you dream to get you over the edge right right. and to reach your career aspirations even if you didn't know you had them (laughs) right because again you could be talking about being a functional leader and i'm talking to you about being a gm exactly you know i had talked about being a chief chief of staff wasn't on my succession plan my my individual performance plan, nothing. I didn't even know the role existed. Right. And I, and I don't think they probably had all of the internet and all that stuff, you know, back then. So when someone said chief of staff, you could be aging us, Ricky. You, you, well, you probably got on Netscape and then went ahead and looked that up real quick, right? You used that floppy disk and got on the computer and uh, looked that up. But again, I think part of like the paying it forward, you know, is actually earning the right as a mentee. To be sponsored. Oh, for sure. You know, at some point. For sure. And someone made us do it, and then we did it our And you play it forward. I can just remember, you know, again, using my experience at Kodak, and especially in finance, Ricky, you know, they ain't a lot of brothers and sisters or anybody in finance, right, or women. And one of the things that I did once I got into a leadership role was really paying attention to pay equity. One of the things that I advocated for was I noticed when I got in there that the stats are real. The women were getting paid significantly less than what the dudes were getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I said, we got to fix this. And again, when I talked about Ann earlier, she saw it too. And she's like, we got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And so we literally sponsored folks without them even knowing, put a plan in place where we were going to equalize all the salaries and close that pay gap mm-hmm. between men and mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. No one knew it was happening, but... I can tell you, a lot of women in there got their normal two or three percent shitty raise, but then they got like a little ten or fifteen percent boost right. over the next two and three and four years, right. so that we to can get those get those salaries equalized, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we made sure that women and people of color were getting into leadership roles, right? Because you know, our leadership was white male, mm-hmm. and we needed to change that and so we did it and didn't talk about it just made it happen yeah and which which is again not a popular thing mm-hmm. to do it's one of those things where you know it needs to be done and you just get it done you know and again being in a leadership role being a leader of people 
this ultimately like is your responsibility. That's right. But that's to, the to power and the privilege that you have mm-hmm. as a leader too. But again, when you don't do this stuff, what's the impact? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge impact. And we, we've hit on this a little bit, but when you think about the C-suite, mm-hmm. the C-suite is 80% white and 72% male. So what do you think is going to be the outcome for women and people of color? A sponsorship is the way that you get to the top. Yeah. who? I mean, when you think about that, who's getting on the succession plans? Who's getting sponsored? Yep. Who's getting on the succession plans? Yeah. I mean, who's getting those great experiences, whether that be overseas experiences or the, Absolutely. the integration type roles, like all of those Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And that dude that? that we were talking about earlier, you're sitting there looking and like, how this motherfucker get here? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Right? Well, what we know as humans, like, we tend to trust and empower those who come from similar race, gender, social status. Basically, people who kind of look like that's us. That's right. You're going to pick people who look like you at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's just psychology. And so unconscious bias, and this just points out those deep-rooted systems that are really holding women and people of color back at the end of the day. That's the real kind of big impact of this whole thing. Yeah. You know? So so when you're thinking about that, though, Keith, I mean, like, what the heck is the moral of the story? I think what we're, we're trying to bring to the forefront is that Sponsorship is critical to breaking through, especially if you're going from middle management to those higher levels in corporate America. If you're not getting sponsored, you ain't getting to the top. So I'm thinking about that. And like, this is not like new, right? This is like, like not a new concept. We're not like coming out with like inventing electricity today you not know exactly. it's, not you thomas it edison a, like hey have you ever had sliced bread you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not bringing it to you today i mean this is something that we're talking about how long has it been since we've been talking about this stuff what do you think mm, i'm gonna try about 200 years <laughs> so you're going all the way back to <laughs> i'm going all the way back that's right <laughs> i'm going okay. all the way back yeah i mean so then we're talking about even if that's too far for some of our listeners, right? Because they probably read that in the book and it probably didn't sound that great, right? Exactly. I mean, what about even like civil rights? We're talking about some of our... But that was just know, 60 years ago. That's not that long ago. But I know to some of our listeners that could seem like a long An eternity, ago, right? right? But again, this is what we were fighting for back then. Back then. You know, it's talking about civil rights and making sure that, Pay you equity. To, that you had the same rights and that you were treated, you know, with dignity and respect. So, and then I'll fast forward to today. So before George Floyd, before Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. be- Ahmaud Arbery, before all of these, for COVID, all of these senseless, you know, murders and the social unrest, We've been fighting for this shit for a long time. For a long, long time. Same story. That's right. But finally, the light bulb has kind of gone off. In so the there's last an awakening, right? Days. You know, and we're speaking specifically here, like white people are feeling like they've been awakened, right? Like yes. they they realize it now. Mm-hmm. You know, so as they realize it, now we want to try to maybe hit them with some of those things that we call those receipts, receipts baby. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. this again, you may not believe. You know what we're saying here, but these are like the receipts that we tend to try to use to give you the facts, right? To give Absolutely. you some of those tidbits or some of that quantitative or even qualitative data to make sure that you understand what we're talking about is not shit that we're making up. Absolutely. We don't make it up. And so today we'll share with you who is getting sponsored, 
you know, it's probably already obvious, but we just won't bring the point home, right? <laughs> right? Who is actually getting sponsored? And then we'll also share with you the impact that the lack of sponsorship is having on women and people of color. Again, as we said, this is not new. Pre-COVID, recent social unrest, this has been going on, you know, since the emancipation of slaves, right? So when we think about, like, who is actually getting sponsored, Keith, let's just kind of jump into it. Yeah, so just starting out, there is a uh, a study by the uh, Center for Talent Innovation where it said 71% of C-suite executives have a protege that's of the same race and gender of them. Again, what we were just talking about before, the C-suite is 80% white and 72% male. Hmm. Now, 71% of their protégés look like them. <laughs> Surprise. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There you go. The study also points out that 85% of women and 81% of people of color need that navigational support to advance their careers, but receive it less than white men. Wow. So I think in that same study, I want to say that I, I read in there that 5% of people of color have sponsors. 5%. Versus 21% of white professionals, despite research showing that people of color are more career ambitious than their white colleagues. Wow. So we're saying that regardless of how ambitious you are, are. I'm still going to deprive you. You're being held back still. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, in another study that I actually looked at was uh, from a corn fairy study where they actually pile on a bit on that last study, right? Mm -hmm. And they show that 13% of women have in-house champions versus 46% of men. Yeah. So people aren't stepping up for women in particular. Now, Keith, I'm not making this shit up. Like, not I, making I mean, this like shit it's, up. It's, this is, is it. Is is there. It's you, there. So this is who is getting sponsored. So if this right here doesn't tell you how important it is to push the envelope and how important it is as a leader of people for you to send that elevator back down. Right. And to be bringing people, people up. up. And bringing people up that don't look like you. That's the part. That's yeah. the part. Yeah. I don't know what else, you know, to kind of uh, tell you. You can do it. And then, you know, more receipts just in terms of the impact that that lack of sponsorship has. We know that the path to being a CEO is having a P&L, a profit and loss responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. You need to control the financial statement. Yep. You need to run some shit, yep. right, to be the CEO. And there's a McKinsey uh, Women Matter study that showed that as women move up, their roles increasingly shift from line to staff jobs, while mm. pretty much for men, there's no change. And by the time women reach upper middle management, only about 20% have P&L responsibility. Man. Man. This is crazy. <laughs> this, is a, this is crazy. This is a wrap. You know, again, per a study from Working Mothers Research Institute, and, and I know this stuff just sounds crazy. We're totally not making that. We got papers all over the place and a ton of, like, facts. We you know, got the here. data. But per that study from Working Mothers Research Institute, 48% of men have received detailed information on career paths leading to P&L jobs in the past 24 months versus 15% of women. Yeah, and we wonder why there's only 3% of women who are CEOs for Fortune 500 <laughs> companies, right? This ain't hard. This ain't hard. Yeah. You I, do the math. 
You don't even have to have a finance degree like I do to do that math. Oh, man. Right? And then we all know women and people of color are over-mentored and under-sponsored. That same McKinsey study shows that women of color face the most barriers and experience the steepest drop-offs with seniority, despite having the highest aspirations of becoming a talkative executive of any group. Man, so, okay, I, I'm starting to get hot. Like, I, I'm, I'm boiling just a little uh, bit. Yeah, I'm boiling just fire. a little bit. So, so it's like, you know, so the women that we know, okay, or the women that we've known who've busted their ass, like, like, like we're not even talking about like black, Hispanic, what are people of color, whatever you want to say. We're right. talking about the women Just that we women. know. Okay. I think what you said, mama and them. Mama and them. <laughs> was them. busting their ass. Mm-hmm. And they was basically like my grandfather, you say, hustling backwards. Hustling backwards. Man, they was hustling backwards. It's like no matter how hard Walking you work. Walking on treadmill. Yeah. How hard you work, you're never going to catch that carrot. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm actually getting kind of pissed as we're talking about this. <laughs> I'm going to probably need to stop. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm going to need to do, man? I'm going to need to just kind of just take me a moment and just refill this this Refill this drink. While I'm refilling this drink, okay, maybe you can kind of hit our listeners with some of the secrets real quick. Maybe we'll go there. I will. (laughs) You go cool down. I'll be right back. You go cool down. So while Ricky's gone, I'm just going to summarize the secrets for you today. So we have... Three secrets that we'll share with you today if you want to get sponsored. We'll start there first. As we said, we got hot fire today. We actually got two doses of secrets, but I'll give you a summary of the first three if you want to get sponsored. You got to focus on performance first. You got to take the initiative and you have to develop that executive presence. And so jumping into that first secret about focusing on performance, here's the gem. Here's the real truth. If you're not a top performer, you're not going to get sponsored. Sorry to break the news to you. It is what it is. And so you need to start asking yourself, are you on the high potential list? Are you on the top three lists on succession plans? You have to start asking those questions and you really have to start controlling and monitoring your performance to understand if you're a top performer. Because if you're not, it ain't going to happen. Ricky's back. <laughs> I'm back. I, I think I got my nerves together. You got now. it together yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. I think I, I think I'm all, all right. 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 You know, if we're talking about like secret number two in terms of taking the initiative in creating and maintaining a relationship with that mentor or a sponsor, mm-hmm. like this is extremely important. A huge layer, right? And I and I know it's uncomfortable for people, you know, at times to be the first to reach out and to do those things. But I think you know, again, you need to be comfortable scheduling a regular meeting times or a regular meeting cadence and don't get bent out of shape with reschedules. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Or if it takes a moment, you know, takes for, a minute for you to That's get right. with people. People like that, are busy. That is not like not a, a reflection on you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that that's important. I think the other thing about it is come prepared, have an agenda for the meeting. Yes. Don't get in there and, be just asking to, questions just and free try, will in it. Don't freestyle it. Don't do it. You know, go in there and be prepared. And if you get an opportunity, send that agenda before your meeting. Beforehand. Before the meeting That's so right. that they're prepared for. Because again, I always like that as a sponsor or a mentor. Yeah. This is your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your brand. And then I think the other part of that is 
Listen, listen, listen. Absolutely. They are going to be dropping gems on you. So if you need to ask them, is it okay for me to record the conversation so I don't miss anything? Yeah. You know, or if you're writing, if you're on video and your head is down, make sure you let them know I'm taking notes. Taking notes. That's you know, right. Or if you're face to face with them, come in there with some paperwork, you yep. know, to be able to write some things down. Absolutely. And then go execute on something that you were told doing that. Exactly. Because I like those proof points as a sponsor, right? Yeah. That you actually listen to me and that you're doing something. And then lastly, I think ask for an opportunity or either an introduction to special projects, to be able to sit in on a meeting, to shadow them for a day, attend a conference or an external meeting, or set up a meeting with a contact that they recommend to you. Yes. I think these are all important items because, again, you're trying to earn the right to go from mentorship to sponsorship. Absolutely. And they're not going to do it if you have not cashed in on what you were supposed For to sure. do. For sure. For sure. There's no doubt about it. And that's secret number three. That kind of leads into that where having an executive presence is a must. You got to look the part. You need to look like a boss. You need to act like a boss. So you got to have strong interpersonal skills. You got to be comfortable in the room. You can't be sitting at the table or even if you have to sit on the sidelines of the table looking all meek or unengaged or whatever. You got to look like you belong in that room. Show some ambition. Like Ricky was just saying, take the initiative. Put yourself out there a little bit. And I don't think I need to say this, but having that professional appearance, don't come in with your stuff raggedy, as we talked about with the remote control. Even if don't you're look, on video. Don't come in there looking busted. Even on video, don't look <laughs> busted, right? You need to look like you want to be a boss and right. that somebody's going to step up for you. Because, again, we're talking about you being someone's protege. Exactly. You know, and, and the worst thing in the world is for someone to have to explain why you didn't show up the way that you were supposed to. And, hey, Keith, you were talking so big and bad about Joe. You know, right. what happened? Joe came what in. What happened? Joe wasn't looking right. He wasn't you know? looking right. That's right. His face <laughs> like, was all messed yeah. up. Well, that, you called Joe on a bad day, but trust me, you know, like. Nope. Mm -mm. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's you you own some funky finger production Exactly. Stuff. <laughs> Never mind the barbecue stain. <laughs> Don't call off the eight. Don't call it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live with moms. It's like a respect type of thing. Exactly. You know? Nope. They, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. It's so, a wrap. The last set of secrets. Set of we're secrets. Talking this about. is double dose yeah, here for you. Bonus today. This is today. the doozy. Yeah, this, this is, is the doozy right here. So we want to talk specifically about the secrets for sponsors. Yeah. Okay, so four secrets today for our sponsors. So number one is be intentional about identifying high potential diverse talent in your organization. Yeah, lean in. Don't wait for people to bring that talent to you. Lean in. You got to go out there and get the talent. You got to go out there and recruit. You got to take yourself out of your comfort zone Absolutely. to be able to get that talent. Absolutely. Find that next Ricky. <laughs> or that next key. <laughs> um, I think the next one that I'd like to point out, though, is shape or create a role for your protege, hmm. i.e., like a chief of staff role that yeah. was created for you, Keith, or maybe a 
special project director type of a role, or maybe even something that's common today in this heavy M&A type of environment, or as we're trying to do culture work, yep. is maybe like an integration or a transformation, you know, leader. Absolutely. You know, These will be able to showcase like the individual's talents and provide exposure to your peer group. Absolutely. Not to their peer Not group, their but peer to group. your to peer, your group. peer group. So when it's time to sponsor that individual, right. you already have some of our receipts Absolutely. to be able to boot for Absolutely. That, right? And you're so having those conversations in the room. Exactly. Like, oh, I remember. Yes. Yes. Right. You remember Keith, who was on the transformation project. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was right. Hugely successful. Yeah. I think a hidden part of this is, you know, secret number three is open up your world to your protege. Yeah. You know, when you create that special project, allow your protege, again, to potentially shadow you for a day mm -hmm. or take them to a conference or an external meeting, set up a meeting with a high-powered contact, be able to let them see how you interact. But again, if you're really putting your neck on the line, mm -hmm. you're going to maybe introduce them to maybe some of your close confidants oh, first sure. and let them practice sure. on them. But Absolutely. Ultimately, the expectation is for you to cut for them. That's right. Okay, for you to go ahead and, and put them in front of some people. Absolutely. Okay, so I for think sure. that's important. And last thing is, if this is your protege, if I'm thinking about how I've treated my own sponsees, yep. is you got to provide some open and honest and constructive feedback. Absolutely. This right? is hard for people to do too, right? But it's critical. These are like those come to whoever moments, right? Is mm -hmm. it Jesus, Allah, whoever, That's Mary? Right. You got to be able to honestly tell people, you know, what it is that they need to Absolutely. do. You need to be able to give them some constructive feedback because again, when you don't do it, it, it's just as wrong. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Wrong. And you don't wait till the door is closed and they're not there or around. And then you start whispering and talking about them. And then. Oh, yeah, Keith. They, yeah. They, I, I meant to they, tell you something about that. I was hoping you would change it on your own. Right. Well, but again, they don't. They, they don't can't change know. and they don't know what they don't know. Right? right. So as that executive sponsor, it is your responsibility mm -hmm. to be able to really hone in and to be honest with them, like your mentor, absolutely. like your sponsor, your sponsor did for, with you. Absolutely. They said, here's the two or three things you need to work on. And then, okay, I'll go work <laughs> on them for you. Exactly. But it's okay. So, Ricky, I can say by the, the level and the tone of your voice that you've probably cooled off a little bit now. Yeah, I'm okay you know, now. You, I'm okay. I did good. my little woosah uh, moment. Uh, you did. Yeah. You got it through. Yeah. Yeah, I had a little, add, add a little bit more kettle than cran, and I there was you okay. Go. You all yeah, good. I was okay. Oh, good, good, good. But I want to show some appreciation. Well, first off, for the listeners, right? Because, Absolutely. You know, we love again, you all. We want to make sure that we're delivering some information to you to help you advocate for yourself, yes. right? So when you see the content matter, you see these things, it's important to us, right? If there's something that you want to hear more of, we we'll ask know. you just to reach out to us. Just get on our website. Let us know, right? Let we'll definitely know. do that. That's but right. I want to take this moment to just show some appreciation to you, Keith. As my brother, as my friend, man, I love you. Absolutely. Same here. The love goes right back at you. And as Ricky said, you know, be sure to check us out on our website, secrets.com. You know, if you want more resources on this topic, 
Check out our merchandise, people. It's it's hot. It's you're gonna love it. Matter of fact, Keith got on a tight ass uh, secret uh, sweatshirt right now. There you go. Over always, here sweating like it's like, like it's winter time. Over here sweating this secret sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then we'll have some online courses and uh, coaching for you here soon. Well, look, Keith, man. Again, I appreciate taking the time to be able to be open and honest with you about my experiences with mentorship and and sponsorship. And I think that as I continue on in my career, I want to make sure that you hold me accountable, you know, in terms of being able to continue to send that elevator down and bring people back up. Absolutely. And I know you got a little roundup today, Ricky, but I feel (laughs) hell. I feel like I need a drink now too. Well, you know what, Keith, let me go ahead and make you a drink. my What? (laughs) Exactly. Well, Hey guys, we appreciate you all till the next time. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.